Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. All right, welcome back, everybody, to the last 25 minutes of today's issues right here on American Family Radio. I'm Tim Wildman with Fred Jackson. Now Steve Jordahl's in studio. Good morning. And Ray Pritchard's in KCKS. What's going on in Kansas City? How the how the Chiefs doing this year? Hey. No, hey. no, 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 no. Hey, hey, rolling. <laughs> We're rolling now. All right, Steve's a Raiders you fan. You had to so bring it up. To you had to though. bring that up, yeah. Are they undefeated? Yeah. Who the, the, the Chiefs? Chiefs. No, no, they've lost. They've lost uh, one or two games. Yeah, well, and Buffalo, Buffalo. Who, they've got the other great young quarterback, Josh Allen, and they came into Kansas City and and beat the Chiefs yeah. about a week ago. Yeah. So, but it's a long season. Football season oh, yeah. is a long sixteen games, I think, for the NFL. Well, folks, we thank you for joining us here on American Family Radio. Should you want to send us a. Um, an email, you can do so at comments at AFR.net. Comments at AFR.net. Are you done with your uh, traveling to teach the, teach the Bible this year? <laughs> Not even close. And, oh. Yeah, well, you know, what happened to him is for almost three years, I didn't do any out-of-the-country travel. Now things have opened up around the world. So um, in three weeks, heading to South Korea to teach the book of Joshua over there at the Bible Institute. And uh, then to Oregon, do a Bible conference in December. And uh, I'm going to Hungary, God willing, in uh, for the first time ever in January. Teach the book of Ephesians over there. This is stuff that COVID knocked out of the box. But now it's now trying to catch up on uh, on things that got. Now, how do people there. in Hungary contact uh, a preacher in Kansas City? How does that work exactly? Well, you know, I do a lot of uh, stuff with Word of Life, International Youth okay. Ministry. And okay, so that's your connection. That's right. Word of Life has a Bible institute there outside of Budapest, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, that's so. And I've never been there. I've I've never been to Hungary before, but through Word of Life. Now you've been to South uh, Korea, right? Right. This will be my sixth or seventh trip over there. Yeah. What do you like about South Korea? South Korea is that a is that a uh, Christian? Highly Christian, yeah. Yeah. Is it Buddhist or what? What's the, what's the dominant religion, or is it atheist? Well, as as Steve said, there's a there's a large. You know, I'd have to look at the exact breakdown, right. but there's a large Christian presence in South Korea. Right. And, you know, for for a while there, they said the biggest church in the world, and maybe they still say that, is Dr. in Cho? South Korea. Yeah, yeah. Doctor Cho's church is it still the biggest church in the world? I, I'm I'm just thinking about that, but my folks uh, visited there one time. Said it was just astounding. In what at one point they had what ten services yeah. over the weekend. I wouldn't want to be a- that nursery coordinator. Boy, each one howdy. averaging Tim, each service averaging fifty five thousand. Yeah. Oh my. I mean, how do you arrange, baby? How do you arrange the nursery you and think the, pastors, the greeters? The greeters. <laughs> pastor, does he stand at the back of the church, wait for everybody to leave, and shake their hand, Fred? Oh, I huh? I don't know. He, I, I guess one man doesn't preach ten sermons on a Sunday. No. Oh, you would have to think not. That's a, deni- that's that, a denomination. Right. <laughs> that's not I know. a church. I know. I mean, it may be called a church. Mom and Dad said that the, 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 they, they visited the church. They were standing outside 
getting ready to go in, and two of the ushers got into a fist fight. <laughs> Oops. Oh, well, really? That shouldn't yeah. happen. At, at the at, at the, the church, South Korea, and they didn't even know what they were saying to one another, did they? The two did. They, Mom and Dad they, had no, no they didn't idea know what, what they were arguing about, huh? Mom and Dad had no clue, but yeah, <laughs> that's a bad that's bad publicity. Yeah, for the church. not good. Visitors coming through, and two so you said two ushers are going at it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and the sermon today will be turn the other cheek. That's right. <laughs> oh my goodness okay all right steve jordan what do you what's your first story for us here well i know you guys got a little bit talking about the desantis charlie chris debate last night it is in florida the gubernatorial race in florida yep it is the uh it is the the uh, day for races uh for we're getting to the election and now uh the, tonight we have the first and only debate in Pennsylvania, between Doctor Mehmet Oz and uh, his his opponent John Fetterman. Now, John Fetterman. This is for the Senate seat there. For the Senate seat in Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. John Fetterman suffered a stroke. Uh, May, back in May, and is still suffering from the the debilitating effects of that. They have what he says is an auditory problem, understanding and deciphering what people are saying to him. Anyway, but he remains in the race. For the he day? remains in the race, and in fact, in most polls, he's a point. It's very close, maybe even within the margin of error. But he's very much in the race. His campaign put out a statement yesterday on what to expect tonight. They are lowering expectations, to say the least. I'll say. Let me just read you a couple lines. Now, this, we're not making this up. No. What you're about to read is a press release from the Fetterman campaign. About their boss? Yes. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Yep. Uh, as it appear, as reporters tune into the Pennsylvania uh, uh, debate on October 25th, let's be clear about this matchup. Dr. Oz has been a professional TV personality for the last two decades. Even before this, his stroke, Fetterman was not a great debater. We admit it isn't John's forte. Oz clearly comes into Tuesday night with a huge built-in advantage. There's been a closed-caption political debate uh, in high-profile Senate races. This is the first time there's been a closed-caption political debate in a high-profile Senate race, and they we expect the right-wing media to circulate malicious viral videos to try to paint John in a negative light because of what they expect to be awkward pauses, missing some words, mushing up other words together. And, uh, Sounds like Biden. <laughs> They're telling you that the, this he's not going to do well tonight. Oh, so. that's that's not a good. I would <laughs> whoever let that press release out should be fired. That's terrible. All you do is say we look forward to the debate tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, doctor, remember Doctor Oz is a professional television personality, and our guy is just a, uh, a regular person. He's a man of the people. Man of the people. Right. And I wonder, and I mean this seriously, uh, will Fetterman, the Democrat? Will he show up in the hoodie? Uh, you know, I doubt it. But, you know, he wears that to cover up a, some kind of did a... Did you see him in a suit and tie the other day? I did. I'd put the hoodie back on. Yeah. Because he looks so awkward. Once you see somebody in a certain kind of attire array, time right. and time and time and time again in public, mm-hmm. Fetterman I'm talking about because he's the... I call him the hoodie candidate. Yeah. Got that black hoodie he wears all the time. Which, I mean, you know, whatever is... You know, for sure he's, he's very comfortable. I wouldn't want to wear a suit and tie every day either. But, yeah. but when you're running for the United States Senate, there's a certain decorum 
that uh, you need to present. Uh, I know it's just clothing, but still it matters because it says something about your how serious you take your <clears throat> your job. And so I would I would think that he would be in a suit and tie tonight. I'm talking about Fetterman, not a hoodie, when he's going to run for Senate against Dr. Oz. What's Dr. Oz's full name? Mumet. Uh, that's M-E-M- his first. But he, is his last name really Oz, or is that short? For, is that for short for something? I don't think it's short. I don't know. Okay, Oprah Winfrey made him popular, right? Yes. Okay. He had his own show for quite a while. Was his show? I didn't watch his show. Was he, I know who he is, but I didn't watch his. Was his show medical advice? Yes. Of yeah. sorts. Kind of practical lifestyle things. Right. Health. Well, and, yeah. What, what did you say, Ray? It was what? Lifestyle plus medicine plus health advice. Okay. Because he was pushing the different supplements and yeah. stuff. Uh, okay. So that's how he got uh, national prominence. You know, right. he wears, a, Fetterman wears that hoodie to cover up a growth or some kind of a bulge in his neck. It's very apparent. And Why would you want to cover it up? Isn't it a form of deception? Don't you uh, want to be real with people? It's, uh, don't, I, I don't I got think my he does. Tongue, I, got, I got my tongue <laughs> in my cheek here on this one, but I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, a guy had a stroke. Now, this is for a Republican seat because yeah. Toomey, Toomey, the senator who retired, uh, was a Republican. That's right. So the Republicans are hoping to keep this seat. Mm-hmm. Betterman, the Democrat, he was sort of leading all summer by four or five points, I think. But uh, his uh, uh, stroke, is that what he had? Stroke, yes. His stroke caused him to have problems speaking, communicating, and thinking, uh, you know, on, 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 on the, on the uh, when pressed. Okay, yeah. Tim, I, yeah, got a, go I got a question about this then. Given this extraordinary statement that Fetterman's team has put out. Yeah. I mean, I know they talk about lowering expectations, but I've never heard Me either. Of, a, of, of a political no. team putting that out. It was in an line- email to interested parties. They have a mailing list. I don't know if this is to reporters. Probably to reporters. Um, anyway, go ahead, Ray. Okay, my question is, if you're going to put out a statement like that, why did you ever agree to do a debate in the first place? Because Fetterman's been leading. Now, recently, I know it's gotten very tight now, but why did they even agree to do even one debate? Yeah, I, I agree. It necessary to put this kind of statement. I think they were pressured into it. Um, you know, in Arizona, the same debate is going on between Carrie Lake and Katie Hobbs. Katie Hobbs refuses to get on the stage with Carrie Lake, who's a, another television pr- uh, personality with a lot of experience on the air, she's just not going to do it. Like you suggested that maybe Fetterman shouldn't, but Fetterman. Well, I think, I think what's going to happen in uh, that Pennsylvania race is going to be very close, but it appears. But what happened was, uh, I think what the Democrats are hoping is that yes, he is a uh, extremely flawed candidate for multiple reasons. Talking about uh, Fetterman, uh, but they're hoping he can squeak out a win. They pick up that seat in the Senate, and then uh, uh, they appoint his wife. Uh, who, who I guess it would have to be the governor, although if it were a Republican governor, I don't know what they would do. I don't know how that worked exactly. But you know what I'm saying? Then his wife becomes uh Was this conjecture? Have you heard something? I read uh, conjecture, but I read that was uh, a real likelihood hmm. the other yeah. day. But I guess a Democrat would have – there's also a gubernatorial race there. Yes. In Pennsylvania, the Democrat would have to win that. Anyway, we'll know a, little, a lot more in two weeks. Uh, it would be interesting to me. I am curious to know whether uh, 
whether uh, Fetterman, the Democrat there, will wear the hoodie tonight in the debate or if he'll show up in a suit and tie. Sure, sure. I think not. what I think what has You're happened too, we know a lot lot more about his background now. It's not just the stroke. They might get some sympathy votes because of that. But also he was mayor of a small community prior to his time as lieutenant governor, I think it was. And he was a disaster there. Uh, details have come out that he was rarely showed up for any city council meetings. He's a far lefty. Yeah. Up until just several years ago, his parents, Fetterman's parents, were actually sending him money. Yeah. Uh, so there, there's a lot of stuff in his right. background that right. goes beyond the stroke. He looks like right. a Bond villain. Like a what? Bond villain. Oh, a yeah. Bond villain with the bald head. And with a bald head. He's 6'8". He's, the... he's a big dude. He played college football yeah. somewhere. Yeah. He's got he's, the... Yeah. the Forehead, he, just, you know, if he couldn't, if he doesn't, if this doesn't work beer. out for him, I'd say pro wrestling. Yeah. Give it, a, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Give it a shot. Rehab your personality for the public. Come back running four years, six years. Well, if you're going to be a wrestler, you could be a mean, bad. They have the, they have, you know, oh, bad could, guys in wrestling too. He could know. make millions. That's right. That's what I'm saying. I think he could. Guy, yeah. I think he could. Next story, Steve. All right. Um, <laughs> Ted Cruz went on The View yesterday, and uh, as you know, Whoopi Goldberg and and all the the uh, people that are on The View, uh, they a, are, that is one intellectually stimulating show. Right I gotta there. tell you, <laughs> I mean the, the the dynamite, the intellectual dynamite they bring every day. Uh, that bu- that bunch, yeah, yeah. Go anyway. So Ted Cruz, the senator from Texas, went on. Yeah, with, uh, with Whoopi Goldberg uh, and uh, what's her name, Elisa Joy Griffin, Joy Behar. I don't, know if, I didn't see Joy there, um, but uh, she might have been off. Okay, um, but well, she's she's off, she's right? off a lot. <laughs> uh, you beat me to it, <laughs> or did I beat you to it, Fred? <laughs> Steve just put the ball up there. That's the right, tee it up for you. Um, so anyway, we're going to listen to a little bit of the exchange between Ted Cruz and members of the cast there, The View, uh, the January sixth. Um, thing came up. What is and, that? Uh, something. What was it? January six. It was a. Oh yeah, right. the Capitol. You have to tell me more about that. I, I haven't will, heard anything we'll, about that. We'll talk. We'll talk uh, yeah. offline. Um, and listen to this. Listen to this interaction. Cut six. There are a lot of folks in the media that try to, anytime a Republican is in front of a TV camera, try to say the election was fair and square and legitimate. You know who y'all don't do that to? You don't do it to Hillary Clinton, who stood up and said Trump but stole the election. You the don't, yeah, don't, don't do it to, to Stacey Abrams, who said, who said that the election was stolen. They sat here yes, and said it was illegitimate, right. and, and, it and was. you guys were fine with it. Okay, so, so, so it's illegitimate did, did when Republicans she, did, win, did, but not when you, Democrats win. No, you know, here's the thing. We may not like when Republicans win, but we don't go and we don't storm. We don't try to change, but we'll go to the we'll go okay. to we'll be, we we'll do that. Did, did I miss an entire year of Antifa riots where cities across this country were Antifa burning and, and police cars well, were being yeah, fired? I guess you did. Your position is the left doesn't engage in violence, really? No, they wanted to nuke our friend Mike Pence. Like, we how didn't do we do, make you sense just of that? accused us of doing something we didn't do. You said Hillary Clinton didn't say whatever she didn't say. I'm saying to you, listen. And she said we it's said sitting here, and you we were fine come, with her saying it was illegitimate yes, for, for Republicans to win. It was. For her, it was. <laughs> there, therefore, it's all right. Yeah, listen, uh, that, it's, that's hard to understand when you're, everybody's talking over one another yeah. like that. Uh, but, boy, you, you could they couldn't even let 
crews get out the first couple of sentences before they started jumping all over. What his his point, Senator Cruz's point, Ray, to go on that show, right? Was Look, go ahead. Yeah, kudos to him for for showing up, right? Because. Look, he was a debater in, in you know, in college. He's not afraid to go on the view and stand his ground. And you could hear, guys, you could hear in that exchange, he wasn't backing down one little bit from them. So I think he gains by showing up there. Yeah, and she – we don't storm. Uh, they were talking about January 6th again. Yeah. Of course, that if you can have a reasonable conversation with people like this – they would need to respond to the main point in which they couldn't, which is why they went for we don't storm or I don't know who Antifa is. The main point that Tenet Cruz was making was that uh, Democrats in the past, uh, Hillary Clinton in 2016, Stacey Abrams over in Georgia, and also they claimed that uh, their elections against Republicans were stolen are were illegitimate Mm -hmm. and what he was saying was uh these same people today who are criticizing the people who supported president trump who believed that the election was stolen or that there were shenanigans that happened uh that that uh, need explanation for example then uh if you are uh in that category you're a you're a, a election denier, okay? And what he was saying, Cruz was saying, you can't have it both ways. Either you know, mm-hmm. you can't you can't have it both ways and be consistent. Of course, the left's never been consistent, but uh, that's that's his point of going on there. And uh, and uh, so yeah, he's he was a I think he won the national debating yeah in college or something like that. When something was, like that. He was yeah. At Harvard. All right, uh, you're listening to Today's Issues. Today's Issues is the name of this show on the American Family Radio Network. We're here every Monday through Friday. I'm Tim with Fred, Steve, and Ray, and we thank you for listening. Next story, Steve. All right, Fred, you have some splaining to do. (laughs) Not me. (laughs) Not you, huh? (laughs) That's Ricky Ricardo. Yes. So um, Canada, there's a new law that goes into effect now. It's a, a it's basically a ban on handguns. They, uh, you cannot sell, you cannot buy, you cannot trade, you cannot do any exchange with handguns in Canada as of today. So, um, someone put together uh, a, a now and then with uh, Justin Trudeau. In 2011, he was campaigning, and he had something very different to say than he had in 2022. We're going to hear both cuts uh before and after cut nine but by making guns something that we can track i mean the fear in here is that the first step towards registering your guns is is just the first step towards taking away guns from everyone that's never going to happen because here in canada we have a culture that has that has grown up with guns and that respects the need to to go out into the wilderness and shoot things from time to time in may our government introduced measures to implement a national freeze on handgun ownership. Today, our national freeze on handguns is coming into force. From today forward, it is no longer legal to buy, sell, or transfer a handgun in Canada. Oh. So those, uh, when he was running for prime minister, 
No, he was running for office in 2011. He became prime minister in 2015. When he was running for office as a, to, just to be a regular member of parliament, he made that initial statement there. Okay. Uh, proud that Canada would not take guns away from people. And now... Uh, in what the last, changed? What changed? Uh, he's the type of guy, like his dad, uh, former prime minister of Canada, Pierre Elliott. He's like his dad. He puts up his finger to the political wind, and he thinks now's a good time to do what he really feels. He's a left-winger, Marxist, yeah. to the, globalist to the teeth. And uh, if you think the shutdowns were bad here in the United States during COVID, you ought to see what they were doing up there. Remember the whole truck oh, protest yeah. Oh, yeah. up there, what he did? And I need to remind people, this is how bad this guy is. He went after the bank accounts of those truckers. Right. Shut them down. Right. Scary stuff went on in Canada. Fortunately, they have a new leader in their capital C conservative party. And uh, I think this new leader, Pierre, has a, has a pretty good chance of winning when there is a next election. Let me ask you, uh, ask you this. Do the, does, does the Canadian uh, government or constitution not have something akin to our our Second Amendment? Yes. Where, where well, it protects I, no, gun no, rights? I, I know. I gun think ownership? That, that, no, no. They don't? There, they there, don't. Is, there isn't a Second Amendment, no. Because he just said they passed a law mm-hmm. in Canada. Mm-hmm. I guess he signed and, and the legislature... Passed it, or it was well, just an executive order type. Here's thing. the thing in Canada again: they don't have two major parties; they have about five or six. Okay. Okay. Uh, in the last election, uh, he's he's running for his second term. He's in his second term. He only got about 40 percent of the vote. Trudeau gotcha. did. Gotcha. Capital Liberal Party. He got friends with the what's called the New Democratic Party in Canada, and they joined forces to allow him to become the, the prime minister. Yes, yeah. coalition again. But to, so, but 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 so seriously, as of today in Canada, you can't buy, sell, or trade handguns. Handguns. Wow. Yes. yes. Okay. Uh, Steve, next story. All right. Um, <laughs> some good news. Uh, you know, Hurricane Ian went and devastated a lot of Florida, the coast, and there's been a effort to rebuild in Florida. Well, there is a um, an auction. A car was auctioned off at the at a Barrett Jackson auto auction, and it was a 2022 Mustang Shelby GT500. This is a muscle car, a beautiful car. It retails for $112,000. Somebody donated it with the proceeds going to two charities, Florida Disaster Fund and Samaritan's Purse. And they sold this. The person bought this car for $400,000, and then they donated it back to be sold again. And the, yeah. bought a second time. For three hundred thousand dollars, and then with well, I, I, I got two seventy five, and I, I had to bow out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just you know. Well, a million dollars going to, uh, but that is good news. Step. So you're saying that uh, the the automobile auctioned off, and a lot of couple of good charities uh, got. Yeah, I'm going to be speaking with somebody from uh, Samaritan's Purse uh, this afternoon. What kind of car was that again? It's a. Sh- 2022 Mustang Shelby GT500 Heritage Edition. Steve's a Mustang fan. Yes, oh, I am. Yes. Oh, okay. I happen to be. <laughs> All I, right. I can't afford this one, that's for sure. <laughs> okay, Ray, thanks, brother. Appreciate you, you being on thank today. You, that's Dr. Ray Pritchard. And thank you, Steve. My pleasure. Thanks to Fred. You bet. And Brent Creeley, our producer, and Chris Woodward. And Sandy was on with us today. Is that, is that everybody? 
Thank you got him, everybody. You got him. All right, folks, have a great day. Thank you for listening to AFR. And keep listening to AFR throughout the day, and we shall see you back here tomorrow.